Hello and welcome to episode 18 of No Other Crack Pod. Hi. And this week is, I want to say, a normal episode. (laughs) Yeah, we had the two Halloween specials there, part one and part two. Yeah, so episode 16 and 17 were Halloween themed. So if anyone's still in the mood for spooky stuff, as we're still in October, you can go back and listen to those two episodes. One even features um, an exclusive ghost story. And for everyone who has listened to them, thanks for all your hilarious feedback. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't as... um frightening to people as we thought no <laughs> well i was pretty frightened but. yeah got a bit of feedback people at walk and getting frightened but yeah so we'll kick off with tv guide yes indeed so in the halloween specials we had mentioned midnight club oh yeah so i watched all midnight club oh did you yeah so remember we were on we were saying about mike flanagan mm-hmm and I was laughing then because in the Halloween specials, I'd said that he doesn't rely on jump scares. And then you've probably seen it in a lot of social media. He went on to get the Guinness World, Guinness World Record for the most most jump scares in mm-hmm. a single episode. So in the first in episode. In this Midnight Club show? Yeah, oh my god! In the gosh. first episode, there was 21 jump scares. Oh my god. That's on Netflix because we were actually scrolling over that there a couple of nights ago yeah so it's basically about kids in a like teenage hospice and then they're all they have this club where they meet up at midnight tell different stories and make a pact to contact each other from the other side but it's very it is like i enjoyed it but uh yeah the jump scares in the first one i nearly thought jesus there's nearly too many yeah about overstimulating maybe but the funny thing that he said then he was like oh i actually hate jump scares Mm. but he said now if anybody else comes at me saying about the jump scares he was he's just gonna say oh well i have the guinness world book records i don't need to do them anymore oh well that's good too which i thought was quite funny yeah Oh, so that, uh, is that set in the 90s or anything? Or is there a retro yeah, it's kind of ni- to it's it? Yeah, it's kind of like a 90s vibe from it. But um, the thing that I found so funny then, he actually nearly takes the piss in it mm-hmm. that he doesn't like jump scares because one of the characters says in it, while they're at the midnight club and one of them's telling a spooky story, one of the characters says, oh, anyone can bang pots and pans behind someone's head. That's not scary. That's just startling. Ah, oh, so it's a bit meta then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So then he went on and he done that. But like, there's actually a video where there's they're filming the scene. I think in one scene there's like 17 consecutive jump scares. Oh my god! But there's gosh. 21 in total in the episode. I wouldn't be able. But he kind of become desensitized to it. Yeah, after the that's the thing in. too. Yeah. So um, it's 88 percent on. Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, because hilariously we were about to watch it the last night, and Darren was looking up information about it on his phone and um he, then he just goes nah and yeah. i assumed then it didn't get like a high rating on rotten tomatoes and i go why what did it get and he goes 88 and i was <laughs> like jesus what do you want from it like <laughs> how many tomatoes 88 i know but we just i think we, we had left it too late to start something you know yeah you, it's just so we had spoke at length about mike flanagan and the like definitely now the haunting of Bly Manor and Haunting of Haunting on Hill House mm-hmm. I preferred them this I would give it a 6 7 out of 10 okay, is it a bit too young adult or something maybe no 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 like 
I kind of enjoyed the story, but I have more to chat about now in Worldwide Web about this. But it's just the ending. I just wasn't really happy with the ending. Okay, interesting. And the ending kind of like really ruined the whole thing for you. Not ruined it, but I just kind of was like, oh, right. You were underwhelmed. I was a bit underwhelmed at it. So, yeah, that was Midnight Club. And then another thing then that we mentioned in the Halloween special was The Watcher. Yeah. So Have did you, you? Yeah, I watched Did you watch her? I watched her. <laughs> I watched her. <laughs> I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. It was meant to be I watched shocking. The Watcher. Huh? It was meant to be shockingly bad. So, now, when I had put, because I had put up on the Instagram the Instagram. Um, was and anybody watching? Underscore pod. <laughs> yes, thank you. And I had put up on that. Had anybody started it? And got a bit of feedback there, but someone had said that they found the characters really irritating, and I completely agree with that. So mm. it's about. It's based on a true story. It's a couple with two kids. They buy this house in the suburbs. Um, the guy that done it actually is Ryan Murphy. You know, he done. He actually done Dahmer. On Netflix oh, right, and okay. American Horror Story, oh. which I love. But it's based on, in 2018, there was an article in the New York magazine called The Watcher. Mm-hmm. Detailing the stories of this, yeah, you know, the escapade that they went through. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Naomi Watts is the wife in it. Yeah. And then that Bobby, Bobby or however you pronounce mm-hmm. it. He's... The husband, but they're oh god, they're so irritating at the start. Right. It's like I love you. Like too mushy. I love you, Mr. I can't even remember the surname now. Yeah, they're it's just a bit they don't have good chemistry. I I don't think so. Right. I found that it's it was just a bit cheesy at times, like Yeah, because I read a critique on it somewhere where they said it was a bit too lifetime movie. Yeah. Vibes. And that's not what I expect. I didn't think Naomi Watts was yeah, that she was just a bit irritating in it. I watched Maybe her that's in a the role. Absolutely shite show on Netflix. I wasted my life watching it called Gypsy a couple of years ago, oh, and yeah. she was. Oh, do I remember? I kept watching it, waiting for like the big thing to happen, and it was this thriller. And she was Naomi Watts played um, a psychiatrist in New York who followed her patients around after they visited her. Okay. And she was kind of like stalking them then, you know, after the session. So yeah. I was like, that's a really cool premise. Yeah. F all happened. It was ah. so shite. And she was shite in it. A yeah, I didn't offer. think. Pardon yeah. my French. Because I said in the Halloween special, I was like, oh, I thought she was good. She was in The Impossible. You know, the, mm. wasn't she? It was I've her. Never, uh, it was the film about the tsunami and the real life story again about a family who were separated and then. Oh, Okay, I, didn't I thought that. she was very good in that now, but no, in this, the watcher like it's thirty one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh mercy! At seven episodes, and they're in and around fifty minutes each. Mm-hmm. But when I started it, then I was like, I'm just gonna have to keep going. Yeah, but, you're invested. Yeah. Uh, I think if grand, anybody's like, interested in the story, yeah, like the real story, there's a podcaster and youtuber that dad highly recommends and he is brilliant called mr ballen mr ballen yeah b-a-l-l-e-n and mr ballen's account of the watcher is amazing whether you watch it on youtube or listen to the podcast version it's so good so detailed he's very witty it's like as factual as it's gonna get yeah 
Um, so if anybody did watch it and felt hard done by or can't be bothered watching it following your review that it's a bit yeah. lackluster, maybe like, you could watch that instead. It's, it's grand. I can't really say much without, you know, spoilers or whatever, but like I would watch it. I just watched it because yeah, I had to keep going. Culturally relevant as yeah. well. Everyone was on about it. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so that was, I watched the two of them and then... Bad Sisters finished. Yeah. How good was that? Did you watch it? You're I, finished? I, yeah, yeah. I'm oh, finished. Like, I know we can't even talk about it really, but it was so good. Were you, like, I I wasn't 100% on the end. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, no, I was delighted with it. I was, yeah. like, emotional. I thought it was so well done. <laughs> Maybe, like, in a few months' time, there was a theory when we were watching it. And we thought the theory would be better, but I'll not say it on here. Okay. No, it was very good. Like, it was very good. I enjoyed the show so much, like, the whole yeah. story. Um, But the the final scene in the ending was very good as well. It was emotional. Yeah, it was good. Totes emotion. Uh, she changed the ending from the, what, was it a Belgian or Finnish yeah. version? it was Belgian, wasn't it? So Sharon Horgan did change the ending oh, slightly. From that, it's a slight deviation of that there ending. Okay. So it's interesting what she added in. Um, yeah, maybe we could do a secret episode or something on it. <laughs> on, the, on the Patreon. <laughs> on our Patreon. <laughs> Down the line. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so because you can't say much without no, spoiling no, no. and it's not fair. But uh, geez, a fantastic show. 100% worth the watch. Amazing. So that was all my TV, TV guide. Um, yeah, I was just going to mention that I'm finished Bad Sisters as well, and I loved it. And then we also, oh my god, right? I just want to have written down. What? So, like, the show I'm about to mention that we watch is called The Bear, and I have written down on my paper The Beard. <laughs> <laughs> I must have been looking at Darren when I was writing it or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, but not the bear on Disney Plus. We binged that last a series. week. A series, yeah, okay. eight episode or eight or ten episode series. But the episodes be fairly short. I think they're about half an hour each. Um, now it was getting like serious acclaim, critical acclaim for being fantastic. And like I did think it was really, really good, and I'd recommend it. But I didn't think it was like the most mind blowingly good thing I've watched in a long time. So it's like this young chef and he was like top of his game um, cooking in, you know, fancy New York restaurants and everything. And then his brother dies back in Chicago, presumably maybe it was like a tragic circumstance or whatever. And he leaves in his letter, he leaves and as well, he leaves um, a family owned sandwich shop to the high flying chef brother in New York. So he hey. has to, and his nickname is like Bear, and he has to come back from New York beard. then to Beard, um, to kind of revive the sandwich shop. And, oh, sounds um, wholesome. Quite good. Like it is actually quite wholesome, and there's a lot of long-standing staff that have resistance to the way that he wants to do things. You know, he wants to really like make money, and it was kind of suffering. And yeah, and then there's a young girl who admires the bear, cool chef guy. So she comes in to help. You know, because she's like knew all about his career, and she's like, "Oh, it'd be great to work with him." So she comes yeah. in and tries to help him to revive it. And it's he's got anxiety and depression and a lot of trauma as well. And it's like a wild, high stress environment. Um, but no, it was brilliant. 
I, I would definitely recommend it, but I don't think it was out of this world. Um, another thing I was I was going to mention the Watcher as well. So we're just kind of very aligned this week. Yeah. I was just going to say we haven't watched the Watcher yet because I kept hearing such bad stuff. So I just listened again to the Mister Balin episode. I instead. need to listen to the Ma- Mister Balin. Yeah, Mister. Yeah, I might find it more satisfying. <laughs> He's very funny because I'm not like, I love true crime to an extent, but Mr. Balan's so funny and interesting whenever he does these things. Um, but one thing, you know, the way I'm always, I don't know if I give out about him that much on the pod, but I'm always giving out about Adam Sandler that mm-hmm. I'm not a fan. I'm just no, you not, haven't given like, out that no, much, but nobody can come for me. I just don't like, I just, he's typecast all the yeah. time and he plays the stereotypical character. And, Apart from... Blood Diamond, was it? Not Blood Diamond. Uncut. (laughs) Jesus, Blood Diamond. Yeah, Uncut Diamond. Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems. Blood Diamond, yeah. Uncut Gems. (laughs) So memorable. (laughs) That's the one with Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, that's not a bad movie either. That's a great movie. Uh, But Uncut Gems, did you hear about what Daniel Day-Lewis said? He gave Adam Sandler like all this rave reviews. He had to ring him actually after he watched Uncut Gems. Daniel Day-Lewis. Really? Yeah. I watched it. I wasn't impressed. (gasps) Oh, I loved it now himself. No. Um, I don't have the direct quote now, but he said he was Daniel Day-Lewis, that he was on the edge of his seat or he was holding the seat in front of him in the movie theater the whole time in tension and that he loved it that much that he had to actually get Adam Sandler's that's number and call him is it? up. Is it a bit dramatic? <laughs> I think that's a bit dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Like Daniel Day Lewis probably is fairly dramatic. <laughs> That's how we got to where he is today. <laughs> if I was to characterize him, um, I just thought that was like in terms of if you're an actor and Daniel Day Lewis is ringing you. So up, is this recently he rang him? Well, I just read this recently, oh. so I don't know when it actually occurred, but I saw an article about it yesterday. So you watched Uncut Gems yeah. and you enjoyed it. Oh, I loved it. And like I was like, we're Now it's a long time since I watched it when it first came. I just kind of Oh, I remember. It's a very kind of buzzy and kind of go go go. Yeah, it's kind of I think I was hungover watching it and it was a bit too much for me. <laughs> oh, it would be cuz even you think there's something wrong with your TV when you start watching it because the audio is like intentionally yeah. like distorted to that give was you it. that feel of being in the Diamond District of New York that yeah. it's all like hustle and bustle and stress and it is a bit disorientating because remember actually, Darren we thought there was something wrong we were like oh it's so loud like what's wrong I actually wrong? would give it another go now after you saying that because I feel like I wasn't in the right <laughs> headspace <laughs> to watch it I remember yeah. that that's what I remember about the film I was like oh it's very oh yeah it was it mm. was yeah, it was intentionally like that, which is that makes me a bit nauseous too. Yeah. But no, I thought Adam Sandler was brilliant in that. He can be great when he puts his mind to it, but obviously he le- leans into the other stereotype a lot because it's yeah. probably what makes him the most money. You can't begrudge him that. Probably. So I'm probably just complimenting him now because, you know, Daniel Day Lewis did, but just not <laughs> grabbing the seat and burnt. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Jesus. Yeah. So that's really all my tv gate i believe we haven't we did start watching atlanta a show on i can't remember now which streaming platform atlanta is on it's your man daniel glover is it donald daniel glover childish gambino Gambino. yeah it's very very good now we need to we've only watched a handful of them but we're into it oh yeah he's good yeah um my tv guide now it's going to spill over into the world wide web all right 
So I was speaking about Midnight Club there, you know, Mike Flanagan had done that. But the standout character in it, for me, mm-hmm. which I thoroughly enjoyed watching her, um, her character's name is Anya. She's like this outspoken teenager that's in the hospice, but she's an amputee. But she's actually an Irish actress. Well, this is her first role. She's an Irish girl called Ruth Codd. She's 26 from Wexford. Oh, but she was on TikTok. She was working as a mua, a makeup artist <laughs> and a barber. Wow. And Mike Flanagan actually discovered her on TikTok. What? Being really outspoken on that. But she had, she broke her foot when she was 15. And then there was complications from that when she was 23. And she made the decision then she had to get, she had to get her leg amputated. Mm-hmm. So she was very outspoken on her TikTok, really funny and done a lot of like, um, what's the word? Trends? No, not trends. Vlogs? She would have done a lot of, of awareness, <laughs> no awareness like for amputees and all that. But basically when Mike Flanagan kind of headhunted her then and got her cast in Midnight Club, she deleted her TikTok account. So she has an Instagram oh. account now. But there's like her old TikToks on that. But she's very funny. But when What's I was her watching it. Ruth Codd? So her name's Ruth Codd. C-O-D-D. She must follow her. But on Instagram then, like there's a little highlight of her old TikToks. Mm. And you can see, if you watch Midnight Club, you can see why Mike Flanagan wanted to get her. And her. Because in the book, the Midnight Club, the character is an amputee and he wanted to have somebody act in it that was an amputee as well. I love that. Mm-hmm. So, but she's amazing in it. And he was that impressed with her. His next show is The Fall of the House of Usher, due to come out in 2023. And he's cast her in that as well. Oh, wow. Yeah. I love to see an Irish person do yeah. well. But um, her Instagram is real. I, I really enjoy it. She was like, um, just to let everybody know, I'm above the rock now on the IMDb stairs. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Good on but, her. And she's a huge horror fan as well. So, no, it was... That's so cool that people story. are getting cast from TikTok. Mm. Like that is yeah. unreal. Yeah. But she's, when I was watching on the Midnight Club, I was like, this girl has to be Irish because her accent was too good. Oh, so she has her Irish yeah, accent yeah, yeah. in it and everything. I was like, oh God, yeah, she has to be Irish. But mm. So that was the crack. Ah. Definitely check her out on Instagram. So she's at Ruth Cod on Instagram. Ruth Cod, yeah. She'll be a rising star, I'm sure. Yeah. Hmm. Very interesting. Um, and my other World Wide Web is also film related. So mm-hmm. have you heard of the film Smile? Yeah. That's coming out. So did you see the marketing techniques they've used? Yeah. That's so eerie. The clips of that were like everywhere. That is so creepy. Mm-hmm. But then the videos that people have, like, you know, at sports games. Mm-hmm. Have you seen someone standing there? You just, so basically it's the people... Or it's like a strategic thing where people are at major events or in crowds and they're just eerily smiling for and wearing, ages. And wearing a like a luminous t-shirt that says smile on it. Yeah. So the name of the film is Smile, but it's a psychological horror. But I watched the trailer of it and it's very Babadook vibes. Oh, stop it. Babadook. <laughs> <laughs> but it is. I'll, like, I'll not be watching it then. It seems like it really F you up. Mm, no. But quite scary, but the smile, yeah, the smile and yeah. Well, I admire the marketing technique. It was very interesting to it get media coverage yeah. and to go viral. 
Um, I didn't even read any synopsis or watch a trailer of it. The trailer I, I found, yeah, quite scary. Oh, and when's that due out for Halloween, obviously? Yeah, I, I think it could be in the cinemas at the minute. Oh, right, right, right. But no, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> so that was all my worldwide web. Ah, well, you're. Oh. <laughs> well, actually, yeah, we have a an honourable mention that we were just in stitches at there before we started. So at Roger Clay. <laughs> or even just hashtag Roger Clay. Hashtag Roger Clay. <laughs> the surname C L E Y E. So this guy, I'm like, Jesus, I'm actually, I look like I've been crying from laughing at his videos. So he's 2.8 million followers on TikTok. He's just this guy that goes on singing songs. He belts out like belts Lady them. Gaga, Shania, Evanescence, any random yeah. tune, just sings it. And. That it, the fun doesn't stop there. So people have got <laughs> snippets of him singing these songs and then inserted his head into different situations scenarios. or scenarios and just put captions on it. Absolutely hilarious. Know, it's so like, hard to describe, but so heartily funny. I could watch them all day long. Like I send Neve a good 15 a day. Yeah, they're very funny. But like it's he gives people such creative like yeah. broadness with the songs that he sings like that's what we were saying he's the gift that keeps on giving like yeah <laughs> because the evanescence one wake me up oh it's that song wake me up wake me up inside i can't wake up <laughs> save me but the caption of that then is uh, when you google your symptoms at 3 a.m in the morning Oh, it's just too good. Yeah. We'll share. It's hard we'll to explain, but we'll it, share a few like, on the pod story. The funniest thing I've seen in a long time. It's so and as you good. say, the gift that keeps on giving. Mm-hmm. Roger Clay, we salute you. Get some <laughs> Roger Clay merch. Yeah, he's selling merch now too. So yeah, fair play to him. He's notebooks with his that face for on him. It. <laughs> yeah, I love that for you, Roger Clay. <laughs> <laughs> love an entrepreneur. Uh, my worldwide web as always are more celebrity juice themed more or less like Ooh. as in uh celebrity gossip so did you hear about james corden oh did i <laughs> oh, like my it's a bit i don't know like i don't know the full story with the restaurant but i've heard numerous mm. stories after that so the See. restaurant had put up an instagram picture yeah, so the restaurant's called Balthazar. It's a famous New York trendy restaurant. A lot of celebs go there. Yeah, and the restaurateur, his name's Keith McNally, and he referred to James Corden as a cretin after his poor behaviour of like sending back a dish and treating the service staff like dirt. Yeah. And it kind of evolved then from there where all these people were coming out with stories of him kind of treating those he deemed to be subservient like crap. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm kind of biased because I just don't like him anyhow. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I believe it. It's yeah. validated my hate. So uh, did you hear the story now that it since came out about him on the plane? Oh, I saw like a Ryanair TikTok about this. No, or something, it wasn't. Even, but no. Oh, was it? Maybe it wasn't about. But Ryanair had banned him, and a load mm. of Irish companies and premises have put up like things online and on Instagram saying that they're banning him, and like you know pictures of him on their premises saying "Not today, not today, James." You know, like <laughs> things taking the piss, cashing in on the. But hate. there's a story now, and again, it's not like being what's the word verified, verified, but. 
as the story goes, he was on a flight in first class and next thing this woman comes in with a baby. Mm-hmm. Okay. And sits down near him anyway the baby is roaring crying and people on in the first class area they were like oh here we go you know you've heard about James Corden there's going to be a big Mm. he's going to kick off here whatever but anyway he politely puts on obviously noise cancelling headphones puts on his eye mask turns turns around in the chair and he dozes off Mm. so they're like oh thank god there was no handling like next thing then the woman's getting up anyway at the baby and um taking her baggage down whatever and next thing she says, the least you can do is help me with the bags if you're not going to ha- hold the baby. Uh, it was his win. <laughs> oh, my God. What? <laughs> oh, I can't even. Oh, so what? as the story goes, Love. it was his wife and when. Yeah. So this story has gone viral now as well. His own baby. Oh, my God. My God. Hey, what a dose. <laughs> Jesus Marie. But anyway, that story's not verified. Oh, it is fact. <laughs> Gospel. Oh, well, the other thing from World Wide Web is that's going viral is Olivia Wilde's salad dressing. Huh? Have you heard anything about this? How wild can it be, Marie? <laughs> well, Olivia Wilde, as we know, she's an a, she's a film director first and foremost, um, who is linked romantically to Harry Styles. And is the former spouse of Jason Sudeikis, i.e. Ted Lasso. And that's kind of a tumultuous split between her and Jason Sudeikis. And apparently, like, so their former nanny has released all these statements about what happened. Like a tell-all type thing. But Mm -hmm. again, it's not verified. And actually, they've denied a lot of her claims. But what's going viral this past couple of days is Olivia Wilde's salad dressing. So apparently the thing that the clinker for Jason Sudeikis is when she was making her famous salad dressing for Harry Styles and he then like Jason Sudeikis just kicked off. So um, what it said, the night she left with her salad, Jason chased after her videotaping her. The nanny told the Daily Mail. (laughs) Jason went outside and lay under her car so she wouldn't leave. She got in her car to back up. He lay under it. Um, And then I was just like, right, but what's in the salad (laughs) dressing? Like, what's so good about it? (laughs) So apparently the recipe is... (laughs) It's actually a Nora. There's a book from Nora Ephron called Heartburn where she has the recipe... Um, and this the book's is, called Heartburn. Yeah, it's a Nora Ephron book. Nora Ephron, it's either a novel or a cookbook or something. Um, and apparently Olivia Wilde posted a page from this. And the recipe is, it's a vinaigrette. So I can't even, I'm not even going to read out all the stuff because we wouldn't even have any of it in our like, cupboards. Because it's like, mix two tablespoons of grape pepon mustard with two oh. tablespoons <laughs> of red wine vinegar whisk add six tablespoons olive oil until the vinaigrette is thick and creamy um this makes a very strong vinaigrette that is perfect for salad greens like arugula water rocket rocket oh that's rocket in europe watercress and endive what's endive don't know it must be another thing that it's probably called something else in europe iceberg lettuce (laughs) It probably is. E N D A V E. What's an end, Dave? It's a leaf festival belonging to the Guinness 
Darren's looking it up. So it's a leafy vegetable. So our guess is that it's a variation of lettuce. It looks like a, it looks like a, a cabbage. Pak choy. Pak choy. <laughs> that's what it looks like. <laughs> so it's pak choy. So that's that's basically that was the the straw that broke the camel's back in the Sudukus wild household. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's gone viral. My last World Wide Web is, did you hear about the the oh, K-pop boy, ba- boy band, BTS? No. I am familiar with them, though. So they're huge, obviously. I don't know much about them, but they're like the biggest boy band in the yeah. world, basically. They've been drafted to the military, mandatory military service oh, for two years. God. At the height of that their fame. That swipe the gel out of their hair. <laughs> them at the height of their career that's um, terrible and it's so they're a south korean pop band and apparently it's going to cause a billion dollar loss to the south korean economy they because they are huge and we had done when we were doing episodes before what do we oh it was parasocial relationships we were speaking oh, about yeah, wasn't it yeah yeah we had done a whole section on k-pop and like the influence of k-pop mm-hmm. and how, like it is yeah, Huge. their fandom Mind is blown. hardcore. Yeah, their fa- fandom is crazy. So I'm sure it has caused yeah. huge. They're being drafted financial. at the moment. Like, so one of them was already in the military, and the others are following. Like, and it's just completely mandatory. Like, they can't not that enlist. Is nuts. Jesus. <gasps> I just thought that story was crazy. Like, cause imagine that you're like they're what in their early twenties now. So in the lifespan of a pop act, like two yeah. years is a long time. Oh, it is. So, but then again, look at Westlife. They came back. Is <laughs> 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 Westlife our version of fucking K-pop, W-pop? I would say so. Oh my god. Yeah. I know. I've always actually wanted to go see them on one of their like tours when they keep being like their They're last tour ever, yeah. the reunion tour, and then they do it like every three years. Yeah. Maybe but I would someday. like to go. Maybe we yeah, should go sometime. I think we, we should. should put it on our bucket list. Yeah. It would be good. Because they do have bangers. Yeah. Darren even sings one. What do you Which call one? it? Which one? Word of Our Own? <laughs> no. When You're Looking Like That. Oh, yeah. That's a good song. Do you know what other song I enjoy? Mandy. That's a good <laughs> Mandy. That's not their song originally, though. Is I know, it? but I enjoy their. No, I don't. Yeah, but I enjoy their cover of it. Well, and Uptown Billy here. Joel. Yeah. That um, remember the video. The video. The video. Oh my god! Uh, that, just to start with a coin going into the jukebox. Yes. Remember, and I oh just have god. goosebumps. Like I'd be there voting for it to come on the music channels. Remember when you could do I, that? I don't know why I remember from that video so clearly. Darren made a vomiting gesture. Sorry, I should interrupt. Oh, Brian McFadden's hair. Oh yeah, it was. It was very Spice Boy mode. Back, Backstreet Boys, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Wesley. All right, we could go to see. What do you call them? Boys. Something? Boys are us. No. no. <laughs> Boys are us. Is that a band? <laughs> 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 Go on, boys on. Or no, you know the Brian, thing I'm talking about, Brian McFadden and, and your Keith man. Duffy. What's that called again? I don't know, but apparently, apparently there was ructions on that tour. Oh, you were saying actually, that's yeah. so funny. Like um, they couldn't even sell out hotel bars. Like they had all these tour dates, and they couldn't even. It was like the Hilton Dublin. They're still <laughs> do you mean you get a complimentary meet and greet? Oh, I'd say you'd get your selfie fairly handy. Like Christ. 
Um, can't remember their name even now, but I know it was obviously. Were they not called West Zone? West Zone, <laughs> no, definitely not called West Zone. It sounds like a fake area of the airport. <laughs> West Zone, no. So it was Boys' Life. Boys life. Was it definitely Boys' Life? I, eh? I find that a bit. Darren's gonna fact check. I prefer not that West we Zone. West Zone. <laughs> boys' Life. Boys' Life. With a Z. With a Z. Oh. Boys' Life. <laughs> Boys right. to men. <laughs> so, have you any recommendations this week? Oh, oh sorry. Have, are we still on the way? Up? No, no. We we'll go on to recommendations. But two seconds now. I just wanted to throw it back to James Corden. I remembered another story that had came out. Oh, do you regale us with any <laughs> negative tales about James Corden? Because if this was Meghan Markle, people would be on for hours. That I'm not sure now what restaurant it was in, but apparently his wife had asked for an egg yolk omelette. Apparently that's a thing. Oh, right. And he had sent it back because there was a piece of white egg in the omelette. My God. That's all. That's all I have to say. Because <laughs> he, do you know what? Like he almost redeemed himself with me recently because I've become obsessed with Larry David. So I just watch YouTube interviews that Larry mm-hmm. David does because they're few and far between. But he was on James Corden's late night show and they had such good banter. And I was like, oh, Larry David actually seems to like James Corden. Do you know what? Maybe he's all right. And now I'm like, nah. But what if these are all lies? They're not. You're saying no smoke without fire? No, you just know. No, I can't even get into it. It's too negative. Well, not. No. We'll save that for the picture. Live and let live. Whatever. (laughs) I'm sure he'll be grand. So recommendations then. I have a real unsexy recommendation (laughs) as opposed to all the sexy ones (laughs) so i recently i was in barcelona and i was in london you have some life of it yeah it sounds that way (laughs) jet setter (laughs) to be sitting in for the next six months um but when i was in barcelona so i've been in barcelona now a few times but it's a real city that like you do an awful lot of walking in it and i enjoy that part of it but whether you're wearing good shoes or bad shoes, mm-hmm. you tend to get the blisters and the rubbing and the friction on the feet. So when I was out there, now as a nurse, I'm ashamed to say I had never used these stickers before, but Compete. Have you ever heard of them? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So when I was out there, obviously every pharmacy had like a huge area dedicated to Compete. Oh, but you get okay. like a little handy little box that you put your Compete stickers in. Mm-hmm absolutely amazing because the first day I was out I think we'd walked like 15k in the first day yeah and I could feel like I was wearing like trainers but they were even rubbing in the trainers and I was like oh mm-hmm. but put them on so they're like a hydrocolloid dressing mm-hmm. which in which in nursing it like keeps your blisters like moister but it's like padding for your friction areas as oh, well oh that's so handy but but you don't really get them like, here, do you? You do. Oh, you do. You, you get, get them, them here. boots. You get them wherever. So then when I went to London as well, I had them, and definitely because I was wearing boots the last evening, and my feet were tired now. But anywhere the there will be rubbing mm-hmm. when you're doing a lot of walking. That's Great so job. handy though for when you're on holidays or especially yeah. on a study break because it yeah. does. Darren, remember in New York, your shoes were hurting you so much and it nearly ruined your day. Like. And there's nothing like it. You would have killed for them compedes. Like, we had to yeah. go and find a shoe shop. Oh, Darren was wearing, like, you know, them flat Converse yeah. All-Stars. But see these compedes, you get, like, all different shapes. So you can put them on the sole of your foot for, like, extra padding as well. 
Oh, they would have um, been the job that day. They're unreal. And like, I remember a couple of years ago we were at, well, maybe it wasn't a couple of years. Was it last year? <laughs> I was at some concert in Belfast and we were walking ages and I was wearing a new pair of Doc Martens. <laughs> Foolishly. Oh, God. And the back of my head, like, I mean... Jesus, it was stopped in a shop, but just got ordinary plasters and she the kept rubbing off. And I was like, Aww. oh my God. You know, you're like hobbing along. So I like switch shoes with my friend. Oh my <laughs> She's God. She's such a good friend. But like, my God, she she put on my boots and like they were like a size or two too small. <laughs> oh my. I was like, you're such a good friend. What a tripper. Like an absolute legend. Shout out to Susanna. <laughs> Susanna, that is sound. That's friendship goal. So, compete. I actually don't think I'll go anywhere without them in my handbag again. I think they're so handy to have. God, yeah, I must stock up on them. Yeah, so you get them in boots. You get them in any pharmacy. Now, they are, they're a bit pricier than plasters, but 100% worth it. Mm. And they don't peel off like plasters. You know, if like the back of your heel. Yeah, or oh anyway, that's the unsexy recommendation over. <laughs> but we're adults now, so we can appreciate these uh, things. Well, actually, like comfort, comfort like, is key. Is key, and like I even this wasn't going to be my recommendation, but I got these boots that obviously the listeners can't see. But you know these, like Very I, nice. I, I actually had them. They're black, no shoes. <laughs> <laughs> They're like block heel black sock, boots. a socky boot, yeah, yeah. And I had them from Green's shoes like about a year and a half ago. I got them mm-hmm. and I wore them to death. They're like, they have a decent wee heel on them. So they're handy for I like wearing a bit of a heel for work. But you can traipse about the town in them, no bother. They're so comfortable. So I was like, oh my God, I, I really wish I could just get them again. But I was like, what are the chances that they'll be in Green's still? And they were. And I got them the last day. Yes. But... They were like 20 euro dearer than when I got them the first time. Inflation, right? So that was fairly harrowing inflation. Like. It's going on everything. Um, but you know what? They're worth it. So I'll share They're a lovely. picture of these if anybody would like them. Um, my recommendation is also kind of random. But I just wanted to recommend a place in Letterkenny for kids' parties. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> So I, I hope I'm mine not, was unsexy. I'm not gonna dwell on this for too long, but I'm kind of new to the kids' party scene. <laughs> so, like Clara was invited to a second birthday party last week, or the past two weeks in a row. Actually, she's a bit like yourself. She's a high flyer. She's always yeah. something on. And um, one of them was Smarty Pants Kids Play Place in Bonagee. You know, out by Snugborough. Yeah, can I? And I didn't know what to expect, but I was, <laughs> I'm going to say something funny now. But I actually hear it's very hard to get into. It's always booked up. Yeah, like it is. It's fairly like exclusive. <laughs> very no, exclusive. And no wonder. Um, so like there's this lovely, like it's so nice. Like it's chic. You know the way, like I'm not judging kids' play places, but they're usually like, obviously they've got like a very bright color scheme usually mm-hmm. for the children. And Smarty Pants does too, but it's like classy. Yeah. And the okay. decor is quite cool. Clara appreciated it. Oh, did yeah, she? oh yeah. Clara loved the aesthetic. All right. Was the maison in here? Fab. Yeah. <laughs> I like. Uh, there's this lovely area for adults to sit and have a wee coffee. And then the kids' play place is divided into wee, like, um, fake rooms, like a fire station, Garda station, oh. an office, all this stuff, like little, like, um, I don't know, career rooms. And then, <laughs> uh, I don't know what you would call Where's it. Where's the influencer room? <laughs> there should be a YouTuber room. Uh, and then there's 
like a wee disco hall and everything and I just thought it was unreal it's so well organized like they the ladies that work there bring out the cake and everything and they have like pancakes and fruit for all the kids all laid out in this wee so room cute. I want to um, go to a party there smarty pants is the place to be like that's where <laughs> I'm trying to get Clara in now for her birthday like so <laughs> Be and tight, like, be tight. And Clara just loved it. The only thing, there's toys everywhere. And Clara just thought that like it was a free-for-all. So Clara was handing me all the toys. Thinking <laughs> we could take them home. <laughs> but uh, no, Smarty Pants, Bonaghy, top-notch if you're trying to organise a party. Very good. So going on to biz chat, I have a very interesting one. Now in the Halloween special, we'd mentioned, of course, Derry is like Europe's biggest Halloween festival. Mm-hmm. So we mentioned that in the Halloween specials, as I said, but I'm going to mention something else here. Do you ever hear of pharmaphobia? Pharmaphobia? Yeah. No. So it's, uh, I had never heard of it until this year, which I'm kind of shocked at because it's on the go, I think, 17 years now. Um, so it's in County Meath. Hold on now, I'll just get me details on it. County Mead. So where I was reading about it actually was on agriland.ie. Is that somewhere you browse frequently? Yes. <laughs> the Farmer's <laughs> Journal. So Matt Marta, he's the owner of Cossie Farm, a 300 acre sheep and beef farm that has opted to diversify its income in a rather spooky fashion. So he had done an interview. I think the interview was maybe last year, the year before. So Matt had explained the idea for the event Pharmophobia came about. He said that many historians had suggested that Sound, the autumn festival now known as Halloween, can trace its origins back to the Hill of Ward in Athboy, County Meath. So it's something that they had always wanted to do to celebrate Halloween at the farm. So there's 17 years running now. So as I said, I hadn't heard about it or seen it it until this year. Um, So it was after five years they'd branded Pharmophobia. And he had said it didn't start big. It's taken years to grow and each year you make some improvements and some mistakes. But year by year, it's grown by about 5,000 visitors. So they amass so much. The interview that he'd done, I think it was 2019, they said that they brought 40,000 visitors that year. But there's five haunts spread across 100 acres. So this year, the five haunts are Survive a Cult, Clown Town, Clown Town looks terrifying, by the way. Oh, Mama's Murder Maze, a zombie morgue, and a purge night. Mm. Like, I just, th- but the Instagram is ama- amazing. So, at Pharmaphobia, it is amazing. Like, it's a huge production, loads of actors in it and actresses wow. dressed up, terrifying looking. So, that sounds absolutely class. Yeah, amazing. And it runs all the way through October until the 2nd of November, I think it is. Wow, because they used to do something like that, obviously, at a much smaller scale in Garten. Yeah, the Devil's Round. No. That was so good. And it's funny because when we were over, (laughs) I was just speaking about this this evening, when we were over in London, we went to the London Dungeons, and that's a huge thing now. They said, when you come in here, do not touch us. We will not touch you. But, like, that's the terrifying thing about it. If you go in and, like, someone's swinging, like, Mm. at you, like, you just go into defense mode. not to have a knee-jerk reaction. Yeah. Built them. <laughs> I know. That's By the accident. danger. Yeah. yeah, but really good. You should look at the Instagram page. Pharmaphobia. Definitely well. Pharmaphobia. Mm. Fear of farming. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, oh, so, well, okay. I think we're 
running out of time uh well my biz chat i'll just do really really quickly because it's i don't know that much about it but i was just going to mention have you ever been to jackie's in dublin no so like it's a 90s themed bar in dublin Ooh. and it only opened a year ago okay and it looks class and it's, if you just go to jackie's dublin on instagram every last detail is 90s themed wow so every like the music that plays in the background the type of bands they get all their branding everything is 90s mm-hmm. and their cocktails are actually on an ashling copy book wow like and they're all 90s themed cocktails too. So the Ashling copybook has even like, you know, the S everyone used to write yes. back in the day. That kind of Superman S thing. That's There's like scribbles of that on the copybook and like Rugrats stickers on the copybook. Um, and then their cocktails. I don't have the names written down here, but I'll share them on the pod Instagram page. But some of them are like Lilt flavor. There's like oh. a porn star martini, but it's Lilt made with Lilt. Um, and then there's a Chewitz sour apple flavored like apple teeny. Sounds lovely. Um, yeah, and it just looks class because even when they're advertising, even an ad they had up for like staff wanted was done in like the teletext, oh. just like fonts, you know, That's every nice. little detail they've thought through. Um, so I'd love to go. I'm not sure whereabouts in Dublin. It we'll is, add that on the bucket list as well. Yeah, we when we're to, going we've... to see West Zone. <laughs> <laughs> Boys life and a, a, a cocktail and Jackie's. Um, so did you have a wee joke? I just have a quick wee joke here. Mm-hmm. Why do ghosts love elevators? Why do ghosts love elevators? Because they lift their spirits. Oh. <laughs> I got stuck in an elevator oh, two, Jesus, Fridays, for next two week, Fridays ago. I know, sorry, I'm <laughs> so bad now to end in the podcast, but I'll save it for next week. So tune in next week to hear more about that. Yeah, Marie getting stuck in an elevator. Yeah. She's doing, we'll start the therapy session, start of the next week's episode. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's <laughs> jinx. <laughs> Um, for anybody who hasn't yet listened to your Halloween episodes, again, they're available now. Episodes 16 and 17 is Halloween part one and two, available everywhere you get your podcasts. And if you did listen to them and like them, please share them around with anybody that's into Halloween. Um, and yeah, don't forget to follow us on at no other crack underscore pod. And yeah, that's all the crack. Yeah, we'll chat next week about getting stuck in elevators. Yep. Okie dokie. Bye. Bye bye.